0: We story time with Mercy and mommy And today we're reading the book called Presidents. Close. It is a president. It was our first president. And his name is George Washington. So we're gonna read a story about George Washington to honor him for President's Day. Right? Presidents Day is where we do celebrate the presidents. And we have the day off school. Yep, and we have four days off school. We do. Alright, so let's get started. George Washington, a picture book biography by James Cross Giblin, illustrated by Michael Dooling. And that's a picture of his house and his horse and carriage. He lived a very long time ago. George Washington grew up in a big family. His father had been married before, and George had two older half-brothers, Lawrence and Augustine. He also had three younger brothers, Samuel, John, and Charles, and a younger sister, Elizabeth. They all lived and worked and played on a farm in Virginia called Ferry Farm. Augustine, Augustine. Yeah, that's a picture of him swinging on the swing. George was an athletic boy and tall for his age. His father gave him a pony and taught him how to ride. Mr. Washington sent George's half-brothers to the same school he had gone to in England, which, remember, England is across the Atlantic Ocean. It's another country. But George went to school near home. There, a minister taught him how to read and write and do sums. Sums is math. George had a hard time with spelling. Was it cough or cough? Which is two different ways of spelling cough. Nothing really bad happened to George until he was 11. That was when his father died. Now George looked to his half-brother Lawrence for guidance. Lawrence taught him how to hunt and to shoot George became a very good marksman. Marksman means that he would uh, find his marks and he would shoot it. So he was a good shooter, basically. George yearned for adventure and wanted to go to sea as a sailor. But his mother wouldn't let him, so George stayed in school. Lawrence married and moved to a farm called Mount Vernon. His house stood on a hill that sloped down to the Potomac River. George often visited his brother at Mount Vernon, and he came to love the place. Some days, he and Lawrence went fishing in the river. Other days, they went fox hunting with Lawrence's hounds. Do you know what a hound is? Yeah. A dog. Uh, When he was just 16, George got the chance to help survey land on Virginia's western frontier. He had a fine time on the trip, besides measuring land He swam horses across flooded rivers. He watched Indians perform a war dance. He roasted wild turkeys over open fires and slept under the stars. Back home, a new tragedy struck. Lawrence fell ill with tuberculosis, which is a sickness people used to have. that was pretty bad. And he died a year later. First, George had lost his father. Now he had lost his beloved half-brother. At age 20, he was on his own. Is he 20 there? Mm Mm-hmm. America was still a colony at the time. Now, I'm going to pause and talk about that. So, remember, we talked about colonies before, but a colony is where we were not our own country, and England... Which, was, which is across the Atlantic Ocean, they were really the ones in charge of us. And they had the government, and they, had, they were the ones that would be in charge of taking care of us or governing us and giving us our laws and our rules. And we had to pay them taxes in order to help them be in charge of us, basically. So if we're here, and they're all the way across over close to Germany, should they be in charge of us? Probably not. So, but that was a colony, is where they were in charge of us. So, America was still a colony at that time. That meant it was ruled by its parent country, Great Britain. The British Army defended America's western frontier. Helping the army were groups of volunteer soldiers called militias. George joined a Virginia militia as a major. So, basically, they would have the Native Americans that were out west. And they were trying to protect their land. And so they would go to war against the British and the American colonists. They were all fighting over land, basically. Everybody was fighting over who was going to be in charge of the land. George and his men marched with the British into the forests and mountains of the Ohio country. Both Great Britain and France claimed this wilderness was theirs. So we had two different countries over from over near where Germany is, where we've been... And Great Britain and France were fighting over land that was here in America. And they were like, I want to be in charge of it. No, I want to be in charge of it. George fought back bravely when the French attacked. Two horses were shot out from under him, bullets ripped through his uniform. His commanding officer was killed, but George wasn't even wounded. What was wounded? Mean? Wounded, meaning injured. Did he a very good air? Mm -hmm. at last the french gave up american settlers began to move into the ohio country his work done george put away his uniform he went back to mount vernon and became a farmer every well-to-do farmer in virginia owned slaves then with the help of his slaves george raised crops of tobacco wheat and indian corn so he was a farmer and he grew tobacco wheat and corn now what's that tobacco, tobacco, you know when people smoke, yeah, they smoke tobacco. And what's wheat? Back then, they didn't know tobacco was bad for you, so tobacco was pretty popular because it's addictive. Because people get addicted to it. Wheat is what's, what is in bread and cereals. Oh, uh, and we know what corn is, right? Yeah. Okay. Now that he had settled down, George decided to look for a wife. He found a pretty young widow, a widow is someone who her, she was already married and her husband died, named Martha Custis. Martha had two small children, John, who was called Jackie, and Martha, who was called Patsy. Martha also owned 100 slaves. Martha and the children and the slaves all came to live at Mount Vernon. George added rooms to the house and built new cabins for the slave families George and Martha had no children of their own, but George doted on Jackie and Patsy. He ordered books and toys for them from far away London. Life (coughs) rolled along happily for many years. Then Patsy got sick. She suffered from epilepsy and had seizures. What is seizures? Mm. (coughs) Seizures are difficult to explain. It's a sickness that some people have where they can't really control their body and they have a, a hard time. Focusing for a little bit. Her mother and George took Patsy from the doctor to doctor, but nothing helped. Patsy died when she was only 17 years old. George was still grieving for Patsy when he got a new call to Judy. Thank you. Thank you. A new job. So far, he's been in the military, he's been a farmer. Now let's see what's next. Many Americans wanted to be free of Great Britain. They wanted to be independent and run their own country. Sorry about the coughing. Things got so tense that fighting broke out between the British and the Americans. It happened at the little towns of Lexington and Concord in a place called Massachusetts. America had never had a commander-in-chief of its armed forces, and now Congress decided it needed one. Congress is the government. The members talked and talked and finally made their choice. They all agreed that the best man for the job of who would be in charge of the army would be George Washington. Him? Mm Mm-hmm. George wasn't sure how he could do it. And he hated to leave Mount Vernon, his house, but he believed in American independence of being by themselves and wanted to help win it. So at last he said yes, but he would not accept any pay, only his expenses. So he did it for free. The fighting went well at first. George's men drove the British out of Boston. Then they moved south to build defenses around New York. Congress, which is the government, declared America's independence from Great Britain. They said, we are free of you, other country from across the sea. But then the British sent a large army to attack New York. They forced George and his men to give up the city and cross the Hudson River into New Jersey. George rallied his army by planning a surprise attack on the British forces. Hidden by darkness, he led his men in boats across the icy Delaware River. At dawn on Christmas Day, they attacked the enemy camp at Trenton, New Jersey. Most of the soldiers in the camp were still asleep and they surrendered very quickly. George won another battle at Princeton, but then he lost one near Philadelphia the following fall. With his men, he had to retreat to Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. So this is all about the war, about the British and the Americans fighting. A lot of details, right? It was a bitterly cold. It was bitterly cold at Valley Forge. George lived in a stone house, but his soldiers had to sleep in tents until they could build log huts. The soldiers did not have enough food, or clothing, or shoes. When they went from tent to tent, they left bloody footprints in the snow. <coughs> Why did they left bloody? Because they had no shoes, and look at how cold it is in the snow. George wrote to the government. Why and, is it bloody? Well, after you've been walking in the snow with no shoes. For so long, your feet are going to start to get really sore and cracked and they're going to start to bleed. George wrote to Congress and begged for more supplies, but the supplies were very slow to come. Mommy, why does he have blood on he, his mouth? Because he's a soldier. And so he probably got injured somewhere. In there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. George made sure every man got an equal share of clothing. He made sure the food was divided equally In too. There. At last, the long winter ended and the American army had survived. New help was on the way. France recognized America as an independent nation. It sent troops to fight alongside the American soldiers. So now, the French are coming to help the Americans fight against the British people. George and his men were filled with fresh hope, but the war was far from over. The Americans and their French allies won some battles, but they lost many others. The soldiers still did not have enough to eat or to wear. (coughs) Some of them ran away from the army and went back home. How did they run through the army? How did they what? Run for the army. They did not. (coughs) Oh my, our cough is never going to go away, is it? George often wished he could go home to Mount Vernon, but he knew he could never leave his men, nor could he give up the struggle for America's independence. So he stayed, and seeing his determination, most of his men stayed with him. At last came the opportunity George had been waiting for. A large British force of army was camped at Yorktown, Virginia. George and his men surrounded the British by land. A fleet of French ships blocked their escape by sea. With no hope of help, the British surrendered to George, He took more than seven thousand prisoners. Yorktown was the greatest victory the American army had won. Seven thousand. Seven thousand prisoners. You just don't see the picture of them. We're just telling you about it. What? Who 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 (laughs) won? Who won the? Well, right here, Yorktown was the greatest victory the American army had won. But George's joy was soon turned to sadness. Martha's son, Jackie, was with the army at Yorktown. Just before the victory, he came down with a high fever and soon died. George brought his body back to Mount Vernon for burial, so now both of his kids have passed away. But the Americans uh, have won the battle. Yay! A year and a half after Yorktown, the American Revolutionary War finally came to an end. Under, Oops oh, sorry, we, we turned the page. Under George Washington's leadership, the United States had won its freedom. No man in America was more loved than he. Many people even said that he should become king of the United States. George would not hear of it. He had not fought for America's freedom against the king of England, only to be crowned king himself. All he wanted, he said, was to retire to Mount Vernon. And after saying farewell to his officers, that is what he did. George loved being a farmer again. He got up at dawn and ate a breakfast of hoe cakes and tea. Then he rode from farm to field to see what the work gangs were doing. martha were never alone relatives and friends often filled every spare bedroom and after jackie's death the washington's took in jackie's two youngest children george and Nellie. every day Nellie practiced on the harpsichord in the little parlor george liked to sit and listen to her play but these happy days did not last long soon george got another call to duty a call he could not refuse yes what happened to him he's just watching her This is just a picture of him watching his granddaughter. Delegates from 12 of the 13 states met in Philadelphia to write a new plan, the Constitution for the Government of the United States. The Constitution said the country should have a strong president who would be elected for a term of four years. Electors in each state cast ballots for America's first president. When the ballots were counted, no one was surprised at the result. All of the electors had voted for George Washington. So once again, George packed his bags and set off by himself. He traveled by carriage to New York City, which was then the capital of the United States. Crowds in every town and village cheered George as his carriage passed by. He waved back and smiled, but behind the smile, he was nervous. What would it be like to be president of the United States? No one ever had been president before. When he took the oath of office, George did not wear a general's uniform or a fancy outfit made in England or France. Instead, he wore a plain brown suit made in America. That way, no one would think he wanted to be king. Still, some people wanted to call George his highness. He said he preferred Mr. President. And that is what America's presidents have been called ever since. Martha joined George in New York and took up her duties as America's First Lady. A year later, the capital of the United States was moved to Philadelphia. George and Martha moved too. George discovered that it was hard being president as it was being commander-in-chief of the army. Maybe harder. Some people believed the central government should be strong. It should start a national bank and raise new taxes. Other people feared this would lead to a government like Great Britain's. They wanted the states to have more power. George listened to both sides. He thought carefully, then he made his decisions. Usually, he decided in favor of a stronger central government. (coughs) When his four-year term ended, George wanted to retire to Mount Vernon, but the other government leaders told him he couldn't. They said George was the only man who could keep the country together and lead it forward, so he ran again, and he was elected again. New troubles came in George's second term. The French overthrew their king and announced that France was now a republic. Soon afterward, they went to war with Great Britain, another war. Some Americans thought the United States should take France's side. Hadn't the French helped us win the American Revolution? And hadn't Great Britain been our enemy? Other Americans thought the United States should not take any side. America was still a new young nation. It had neither a strong army nor a strong navy. If it got into a war, it might lose its independence. As always, George listened to both sides. He thought carefully, and then he made his decision. The United States would not take any side. George was over 60 years old now, and he felt his age. He feared that his memory was failing and his false teeth bothered him. They were made from the teeth of a hippopotamus and did not fit well. George was wearing his false teeth when he had his portrait painted by Gilbert Seward. This is the picture of him that appears on every $1 bill. So did you know that your $1 bills have a picture of him on it? No. Yeah. Did you know that... Um, what is he doing? He's painting a picture of him. George looks very serious in the picture because his teeth were hurting them that day. George's second term was coming to an end. He could look back with pride on his years as president. Great Britain had left the Ohio country and more and more settlers were moving into it. American ships now sailed up and down the Mississippi River. Three new states, Vermont, Kentucky, and Tennessee had joined the United States. The new capital city, Washington, named for George, was being laid out along the Potomac River. Many people wanted George to run for a third term, but he refused. He said the time had come to retire for good, and he meant it. George was happy to be home at Mount Vernon. Once more, (coughs) he got up at dawn and ate a breakfast of hoe cakes and tea, Then he rode from field to field to see what the work gangs were doing, but something was troubling him. During his years in the North, George had seen a world without slaves. Now he was back in the South where slaves did most of the work on farms like Mount Vernon. Was it right? George wondered. Should slavery be allowed in a free country like the United States? He decided that it should not. George knew his Southern neighbors would not agree with his ideas about slavery, but he could do something about it on his own. In his will, he said that after his death and Martha's, all the slaves at Mount Vernon were to be freed. What's death mean? Death is uh, when he dies. One day in December, George rode out in a freezing rain to inspect his fields as usual. The next day, he came down with a sore throat. The day after that, his throat was so swollen that he could not swallow. Breathing was difficult, and he could barely speak. Doctors were called, but in those days, there were no medicines that could cure George. I am not afraid to go, he whispered to Martha. And that night, near midnight, he died. Why did he die? Well, it just said back then they didn't have the medicine like we have today. So he got sick, and then he ended up dying from being sick. George Washington left behind no children of his own. Instead, he left a nation, a nation that he had served as its first commander in chief and then as its first president. That is why he's known as the father of his country. The end. Who's our president now? Who's our president now? A man named uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Is there any wars going on with him? No. Not right now. Not especially not like this time with George Washington. All right. Thanks for joining uh, us. George Washington is dead now. Right. Yes.